You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. You think you want to retire early? Not so fast. Hold the horses on that idea. Today, we're going to be talking about why you may not want to retire early. There's one really important reason why you may not want to retire early and pull the trigger and start your retirement tomorrow if that's what you're planning. Before I get into the reason, I want to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore, because he's going to have something to say about this. I want to explain to you, Tony, some research that I found about why people should not retire early early you have any idea what it might be um i know one reason why a lot of people think well i can start taking um social security at 62 so i'm going to retire then uh but what they don't realize is that's greatly reduced or um you know they, they think they're going to be able to rely more on that than they can that's one small reason but i would say the biggest reason would be health insurance costs because if you retire early, you don't have you Medicare until you're 65, right? You think it's either financial, bad decision with Social Security, or financial health insurance costs. Yeah, health insurance, I would think, would be the number one reason why somebody might not want to retire early. That's my thought. It's neither of those. Oh, Whoa, not even the surprise, health insurance? Surprise. No, so here we go. But Tony. that is a reason why you oh, might of course, not want to retire of course, early. But I don't like that reason. Come you on. know there's ways to mitigate this. This is something a little different, and I'm going to take, this is the name of the headline. The research paper is called, Do Pension Benefits Accelerate Cognitive Decline in Late Adulthood? Evidence from Rural China. Yes, Tony. I'm digging through the weeds. Here it is for those that are watching on YouTube. Right below is the link. This is from the Journal of Economic Behavior and Organization. But isn't that where we got COVID from rural China? (laughs) I think so. I don't know. Is Wuhan part of rural? I will say this, Tony. This is interesting. And this is serious. This is a real study. It's out of um, researchers out of Binghamton University in New York. Um, They analyzed the pension system in rural China. So here's a little background before I give you another guess as to what is going on. Um, Some parts, and I don't think China had any pensions. So some parts of China were given a pension from the government that allowed them to retire early. Okay. And in traditional communist fashion, um, The government said, you know, we're going to try to experiment on the people. Some will get the pension and some will not get the pension. So um, they can then compare and say, how did this part of rural China do versus that one that didn't get the pension? Um, The program was introduced because of China's rapidly aging population and in an effort to alleviate poverty in old age. That's who Nikolov, that's one of the uh, researchers on this Binghamton research paper. He said that. They were trying to deal with the aging population. Now, we got a problem that in the United States, uh, your wife and your daughter and your son, I mean, all work in that that world of managed care and and long-term care. And so you see it. We all see it. Everyone listening, 
um, probably has someone they think of that needs long-term care in their family. So we know this aging population is an issue and it's a big issue for China. Especially cognitive long-term care, like memory care issues, Mm -hmm. like Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had a big move in their population in China from rural to urban Mm. when the urban centers kicked up and the children moved out and who's home taking care of mom and dad. So um, here's the issue. Um, Nikolov and his research team discovered that the new program led to significant adverse effects on cognitive functioning among the elderly. So, Tony, before I go any further, I'm going to give you a second chance. Sure. Why do you think I'm telling people that it sh- they should not retire early? We know now, obviously, cognitive decline. Yeah. But, but what's the connection here? Why would someone getting a pension and retiring early in rural China have worse cognitive decline than those that didn't get the pension. That's an easy one. Uh, now that I know you're talking about this angle, um, it's because, and it's for the same reason, I, I think we've even maybe mentioned it on a past show, uh, but uh, it's per having a purpose because y- without a routine, without a goal and a purpose to get up every day, people go into decline without social interaction without having that purpose or that drive, people decline more quickly. You know what? I'm going to give you thumbs up on that, Tony. You got it. I'm going to put the show we did right up here. That was on having a purpose. Yes. And that was the Alice in Wonderland quote that I started with. And um, we've done other shows on this topic, but here's what the quote is. Participants, and this is directly from the study, this is the researcher, quote, participants in the program report substantially lower levels of social engagement with significantly lower rates of volunteering and social interaction than non-beneficiaries. Yep. So, which is surprising to me that in rural China, if you were given a pension, given money to retire early, your social engagement would go down, your interaction and and volunteering would go down, I would figure it would go up, but quite the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I think just uh, sometimes having more makes you, I mean, I hate to use a negative term, but lazier, right. Or more complacent and you need to stay active. And I think just retiring early in particular for anyone, whether, you know, you're given a pension or not given a pension. If you retire early, you have to have a plan in place ahead of time to, to have a purpose and how are you going to stay socially active? Right. I mean, that's what you've said in past shows, right? Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, if we're thinking about rural China and they're talking about trying to reduce poverty, we're talking about people that, you know, the difference between them retiring and not is they just won't eat. Right. Because they don't have the money. So if you give them the money, I can imagine, and I don't know, but I can imagine that they retire and they're like, well, I've been working my entire life since I remember living um, and it's manual labor or not, the, you know, or whatever it might be, most likely in rural farm. And right. I'm, gonna, I'm given the opportunity to stop. I'm going to stop. And it's like, all right, now what do I do? I don't do anything. I'm just going to stop. And I think not having that interaction is really what they see. So here's here's a, another quote from this research. 
quote, the estimated program impacts were similar to the negative findings regarding the same phenomenon, but in higher income countries such as America, England, and the European Union. So maybe it's not about them not having the money to pay for food. You do the same experiment or do these same studies in Europe, England, USA, same problem. Yeah. I don't think it's attached to the money. I think it's attached to the fact that they're retiring early, no matter what you make or what your background, uh, if you retire early and don't have a purpose and don't establish a routine and don't stay socially active, you're going to have cognitive decline. So isn't that the bottom line? I think it is. And so I'm going to put another show up here that we've done on the four stages of retirement. Remember that show where we talked about you start off all happy, yay, you know, then you go into boredom. Yeah. And then you go into the trial and error. Well, let me try this. Let me try that until you finally get your purpose. Right. So what I'm hearing from you and what I'm seeing in this study is that people in rural China and in other spots. Yeah. They're stuck in those first three phases. They never get to that phase of having a purpose and it's maintaining that cognitive capability. Right. Yeah. Which is strange, you know, cause I tell you every day I talk to new people, Hey, can you help me retire? And we talk about money. It's a lot about money, but then Always. I start talking about yeah. what are you going to do? And, and it's the same, it's a broken record. Now there are a few, but most people are like, well, I'm just going to do, I'm going to relax. I'm going to do, don't, I don't want to wake up. I just don't want an alarm clock, as we know, Tony. Alarm clocks sometimes fail, but um, okay, here we go. <laughs> but in reality, it would be nice, right? And now I'm going to go golfing. I'm going to what? I'm just going to go travel, and that wears off over the time. And I think um, it wore off pretty quick in the rural China case because maybe they didn't have the funds to go and do all those things. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. they hit the ground with. Well, if I'm not working, what am I going to do? And right. there's, there becomes the decline. Yep. There, therein lies the problem. Yep. I'm surprised, though, that this is, uh, that the data shows this. I mean, because a lot of it's anecdotal. You know this, right? We, you talk to people and you, and you see that um, those that aren't active decline in their health. And you can chalk it off as, oh, they're just sitting on the couch and they're lazy and therefore their physical health goes down. But this isn't what we're talking about. We're talking right. about mental health here. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I've seen, you know, you know, those apps that do like daily quizzes and it makes you do stuff on the phone. And there's research that say those don't really do anything. And, I, and so it's not so much that the actual doing the work is what keeps you cognitively with it. I think it's the social interaction, the the back and forth, the keeping you on your toes, the communicating with other people. We've done shows on happiness, gratitude, and how it really doesn't come down to how much money you have to be happy. It comes down to your social connections, your your ability. We're not lo- we're, we're not loners. Humans yeah. aren't designed to be sing- solitary. Well, creatures. yeah, and it's like when people get older. Uh, you know, and if you have elderly parents like I do, or my wife does a lot of our listeners out there, um, if you have elderly parents, you say, oh man, my mom, she's starting to forget stuff. She can't remember stuff. Uh, 
you leave you leave them sit home alone all day for weeks, months, years at a time, of course, there's going to be rapid decline. It's like if you have a dog, if you have a pet, like a dog especially, and you get this dog and you leave it home alone all day, then you come home and don't, don't understand why it's not well behaved. But if the dog is with you and other people all day, if there's people around the dog all day, it's going to be much better behaved and be a better dog, and it's going to live a longer and happier life, I think. It's isolation. It's It comes down to social isolation, like you said, right? And, and the studies are proving it. So we've yeah. been talking about it, and but the research is backing it up now. And, you know, rural China, USA, there's huge differences. But really, we're still all humans. Right. We still need that. And, and there is rural America. I mean, there's still similarities right. it, it, there. It, it was very so. It, but even still, money doesn't seem to be the driving factor here. So when people say, do I have enough retirement? Yeah, maybe financially. But do you have enough retirement socially? Because that's yeah. becoming a big factor. And I'm glad that and you picked up on it right away. So that means that we've been talking about it. So you knew my curveball was yeah. coming. Um so I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to talk about this and continue to include this as part of my discussions when I'm doing retirement planning with my new clients and even existing clients, just keeping track, you know, what's going on. And I see it anecdotally, those that are single or lose a spouse, all of a sudden their health starts to go down and mental health yep. in particular. And I, I don't judge it. I don't, have a, I don't have measures and metrics. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I see it. And I'm beginning to realize I know why, I think, as a result. So conclusion, Tony, retiring early is mainly a financial decision, especially from my perspective. It's something you have to do. But um, health considerations shouldn't be underestimated. So, you know, designing this income plan for people, which is what I do, it's all right, how much do you need to live? But I think what we need to start approaching and adding to that is how much do you need not just to get by, but how much do you need to do the social interactions? Yeah. And if you don't have a plan for that, like Alice in Wonderland, which direction should I go? Well, where are you trying to get to? Well, it doesn't matter which way you go. If you don't know, I think if you neglect planning for social experiences, social interaction, and you don't put any money toward that, then you're probably not going to put any time toward it. And then you may be at risk of having a mental decline, your cognitive decline quicker than your counterpart, but may have less money, but has plenty on the social calendar. So now that we've determined that um, social isolation uh, is what causes this uh, and you need to have more social interaction for myself, it does talking to yourself or creating an uh, split personality, does that count as, do you as social interaction? Are you answering yourself? Because talking to yourself is fine. But if you start answering yourself, then I think there's going to be <laughs> an issue. But I know I know socialize, social interaction is important. That's why I talk to myself and answer myself. <laughs> and your dog, apparently, you talk to. But, yeah, well, um, sure. Oh, I do talk to the dog. But in, in reality, if you think about COVID, negative effects on the economy, right? Financially. Right. Well, think about all the, the anecdotal discussions about mental health and how, and, and maybe it was brought to the forefront because we had more, you know, people were had more time to focus on it, but 
Maybe it's because it had a significant decline on right. even young people's mental health. Yeah, Social isolation doesn't did. mean it's just for retirees. It's for anybody. Yeah, so, the New York Times or one of those, uh, the Washington Times, New York Times, one of those big papers did uh, cited a research study by a couple of universities, uh, COVID's effects on youth, you know, high students, especially high school age kids. Uh, who need the social interaction, junior high and high school, uh, middle school and high school. Uh, and it said that they really uh, were impacted negatively. And there was so much damage done during COVID because of the isolation. And, because, and not the disease itself, but the isolation that was a yes, result of the yes. pandemic restrictions. Yeah, and, nothing to do with the disease. It's the isolation. Yeah. And same could be said about the snowfall in Minnesota. You know, you have. If you have a significant snowfall and you don't go out and all you're doing is shoveling and staying inside, right? It's the same concept. Right. So if you have six months of winter, like Minnesota does, as you know, yeah. um, you know, that's why people need to people from here go to Florida, uh, go to where you're at. They, at. they had to head to Clearwater to, uh, during the during the winter months because it's gray, cloudy, cold for months on end. And you don't see your neighbors. Nobody's going out when it's 10 below, right? Or even 20 degrees. People aren't outside. So I don't see my neighbors. And those are my friends that I see socially. And we're all like texting each other, man, it'd be great to get together. And and so, you know, but getting back to retirement, I think people are underestimating the need to have some yeah. sort of social outlets planned. People I mean, Facebook do. fills a big, I mean, there's a lot of seniors on Facebook. There's a lot of retirees use Facebook. In fact, probably more than the younger crowd. And that's a good way to stay socially engaged with your friends that are long distance. But we're going beyond that and saying day to day, like, what are you doing to get out? Right. And so I think the conclusion is you can't neglect your mental well-being as a retiree. Yeah. Because life changes a lot when you leave that workplace, especially if you're going there on a daily basis. So, yeah, something to consider, Tony. Dan, great show. It's such an important topic. Uh, and I think uh, people are in need of hearing it, even younger people for their parents and our listeners out there who are in retirement or getting closer to retirement. It's so important to plan. And we learn from the studies in rural China or the is New York, Binghamton, New York study on rural China. We can all learn from this because we're all the same. Yep. Get out there, start building up, spend some of your money to build up your social connections because that's what it all comes down to in the end. Thanks, yeah. Tony, for a good show. We'll catch you next week, everybody. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.